Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Heavenly Places. I'm your host, Jameer, along here with, with uh, Dorothy. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in this evening or, or whether you're listening to it later on YouTube. Many blessings to all the listeners out there and to you and your families. I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the great sacrifice of sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Father, open open up our ears, Father God, to hear to hear what you uh, want to teach us this evening, so that we can come closer to you and be the person that we're supposed to be, or who you want us to be. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. All right, everyone, thank you once again for tuning in this evening. And actually, I want to start off with the scripture that will be sort of the the foundation of the teaching. It's uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And actually, if you get a chance, I mean, the whole Bible is good, you know, but... Proverbs, this whole chapter 3 is very, very good, very, 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 very powerful. Um, but this evening, mainly, I might go a little bit further than the second verse, but sort of the foundation for the teaching tonight is from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 7 says, My son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commands. <clears throat> They will bring you long life. <clears throat> Excuse my computer froze up for a second. For they will bring you, um, or for they will pro- prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Actually, that's not the version I was looking for. I was actually, sorry, I want the King James Version. Um, though I like the New International also. Even though New International it does have. Issue, but we're not talking about that one today. Um, my son, forget not my law. This is King James. But let thine heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you, add to thee. Um, so that's Proverbs chapter three, verses one and two. And I read the. First, I was reading the New International Version, and this is the King James Version. And what this actually is is uh, a promise from um, God the Father. If you want uh, length of days, if you want to live a long, long life, um, this is a key to living a long life. Uh, and not just a long life, it says length of days. And long life, it kind of seems like those are almost the same thing, but I believe that's like a a, a very fruitful long life. You know, some people have long, hard lives. They have one thing happening after another, and all of us have things happen in our lives, but when you are walking in the will and the way of Father God, you can have a long life, and you will have things that come up, but you won't have a long life in a way that is uh, defeated, but you will have a long life, as it says in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 2, for length of days and long life and peace 
shall be added unto thee. So that right there is a way that you can uh, have long life. But in order to to have this promise from God, it says uh, first in verse 1, it says, My son, forget not my law. Um, And we know what his law is. A lot of us know it. We know the, the Ten Commandments, which is written by Moses, given from Father God. But also we know that Jesus also, he talked about the uh, command commandments in the New Testament. He said, uh, we know this, when the, remember when the Pharisees or Sadducees, they was asking him what is the greatest one out of all of them. And he just basically said, to love the go, excuse me, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, all, all, excuse me. All the commandments can be uh, summed up in that thing. So everything we think, say, or do, all of our actions, we're like, oh, okay, is helping this young lady or this young man is this something is it a way that I'm loving my neighbor or um attending this particular event is this a way that I'm honoring God or I'm not honoring God because there are things that we can do we basically can pull every every single action and thought to is this thing honoring God or not honoring God you know so that that's a way that a way that we can know the commands of God you know because we know we know the Ten Commandments like Thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not kill, and the Thou shalt not kill. A lot of people they get tricked by that because they um, end up don't um, wanting to be in the military. You know, it's a it's a difference between um, I'm sorry, Thou shalt not commit murder, murder, murdering and killing. You know, because sometimes in war, guess what? You are you are uh, what. You're killing people. <laughs> you know, a lot of people they use that as a religious reason, like they were not going to the service. And me myself, I thought that too at one time, even though I, I myself didn't qualify for the military because of <clears throat> other issues, um, back back issues. Um, but it, if you have seen a movie, it, it's a, it was a movie uh, actually by Mel Gibson. And based on a true story, had called Hacksaw Ridge, and it was a young man who uh, who wanted to serve his country, and actually he had, he ended up under one of the, the highest medals because he had saved all these people, and he didn't want to the the murder anyone, you know. So he refused to, to carry a weapon, and they was trying to actually kick him out the army because of that, and they said, no, you can't go to the war. But he actually served as like a medic, and he ended up rescuing all these people from this ridge. It was, it was basically, you knew the hand of God was on him. The mo- the movie is very gory, very bloody, Mel Gibson movie. But uh, even though he did not properly understand the scripture, at least believe it, and to my understanding of it, guess what, Father God, he still blessed us. So sometimes we don't understand things fully. Um, but if our heart, you know, is, is to please the Father, because that's, that's all it was about, his heart was about to please the Father, that God 
will bless you, even in sometimes your lack of understanding, though he does want us to have understanding. Um, so that's why we're talking about what does it mean to let our heart keep his command? And what, what I find interesting, it says, let, let your heart. It's like, oh, like, like you uh, are letting someone into the house, what do you do? You open the door or um, <clears throat> you let someone come on your team. So you, you, you're inviting them in. Um, one scripture I kept on thinking, well, where else does it say let in the Bible? And one scripture that I thought about was actually probably one of the most well-known scriptures. A lot of scientists, they know this one. Even we you know this one, too. It's actually in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 And God said let there be light And there was light So then we have God saying let there be So he's saying let light be Let light come in So when you compare that Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 That let there be light To this Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 It says But let your heart keep my command It's basically In a way it's saying that Uh if we don't let, we can actually stop our heart from keeping the commands of God. And it, it's in a way saying that uh, that somewhere deep down inside of our heart, you know, that uh, our heart, something inside of our heart, uh, whether it's spiritual or our soul or spirit, wants to keep the commands of God. And I believe that for uh, believers and even for non-believers, for Christians or non-Christians, for Muslims, um, atheists, whether they will admit it or not, somewhere deep inside of people, this is basically like a natural knowing right from wrong. And I believe deep down in our heart, that's what one of this, that's one of the what the scripture is saying. It's saying, let your heart keep. My commands, because deep within, man, I believe, um, deep within us, our Father God actually buried within us a desire for us to please Him, to serve Him, to honor Him, and and to um, yeah, to, to serve Him. And a lot of times, uh, it's buried so so deep in there. Um, that we can't find it, and we're not able to let our heart keep keep uh, its commands, and even even sometimes our heart, when we refuse to let our heart to do these things, our heart ends up becoming corrupt. Um, that's why Jesus says, "Out of the heart, you know, comes a whole lot of evil and wicked things," um, and that's because of a series of things happen. And actually, we can go all the way back to Genesis. Genesis chapter six verse five, where it, is, where it talks about uh, in the heart a man was continually to do evil, you know, and that all stemmed from what Adam and Eve did when they ate the fruit on a tree, and it even stemmed back further than that from, from when Lucifer, um, Satan, when he rebelled um, before God before. Before the uh, foundation of the earth When he rebelled And he was uh, I'm not sure if he was kicked out of heaven Then or not maybe he was But uh, 
he was banished here and then he tricked Eve and Adam with that and then from there those are kind of like sort of the foundation of um, how our heart became corrupt and became more corrupt and even uh, another scripture I wanted to give you is Romans chapter 1 verse 18 actually actually, I'm going to read beyond verse 18 but it says the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Okay, see, so it's saying they suppress the truth by their wickedness. Uh, verse 19, since what, what, excuse me, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. Um, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood by what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For though they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor give thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So right there it says that, uh, again, the heart, it says that their foolish hearts were darkened, were darkened. Uh, verse 22, it says, uh, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of an immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings, birds, animals, and reptiles. And therefore God gave them over and their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies of one another. Um, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than a creator who is forever praised. Amen. So this is Romans chapter 1, 18, verses 18 to 25 is basically talking about people whose heart kind of went from light to darkness. And in the process of it going from light to darkness, just as just as there there are promises or blessings of being in favor with God or being in a position of pleasing God, well, there's also I'm not sure if you want to call them promises, but maybe you want to, in a sense, call them or blessings. You don't want to call them blessings; they're curses. Curses that when their heart became darkened. They open themselves up. They let their heart become darkened. Um, and instead of being wise, guess what? They became fools. And in, instead of worshiping Father God, they started worshiping these reptiles, birds, animals, and all these types of things. And you you see a lot of those like a lot of those type of things in today's culture. Um, <clears throat> we see it with many of the like in India, they have all these different gods and. Um, Africa, a lot of these different countries, even in Europe, they some places in Europe too, also. Um, but here in America, they that's becoming more popular now. But you think, oh no, we don't we don't worship gods and all these kind of things, animals. Um, well, maybe that's true. We don't have a lot of bird worship and animal worship and reptile worship. But before that, it says they made it look like mortal human beings. You know, that show like um, 
even I have watched, I don't watch it as often as I used to, as I haven't watched it in some years, but I do watch shows that are similar to it, um, American Idol, <laughs> American Idol, so though we not may not be worshiping birds, animals, or reptiles, we may be worshiping our favorite athlete or our favorite singer, and like, and it's one thing to the to admire like a singer or celebrity. It's nothing wrong with that having adoration, having a certain type of like man. That guy's really good, or this this young lady, she she can really run really fast, and that's my favorite. That's one thing, but it's another thing when you're when you're worshiping. It's certain it's certain artists and singers, they actually have churches named after them, and they have their own congregation. And these people, they actually worship them, and that's very that's to the extreme side. A lot of people they they worship in these American idols, these people, these celebrities, and they don't even know it. You know, they don't know that they're they're in a place, they're placing these people in a place of God. Um, and some of these people, they're it's not any any uh, celebrities, but it's themselves. <laughs> They are they are places that you don't got to turn on the TV, but they're treating themselves as God, even though we we are like Him, but we're not to be worshipped like that. No, we're we're only to worship the one true living Father God, the one who sent His Son. That's the one who's who's worshipped. Um, and so anyway, we see our heart, their heart, in here Romans chapter one verse eighteen to talk about man overall going from a stage of light to darkness and it's because they did not let their heart as it says in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 let their heart keep the commands of God um, and the scripture that, that really talks about the heart uh, is uh, another scripture I want to give you is Mark chapter 4 Mark chapter 4 this is Jesus but another example before I get to that is, y'all yeah, remember in Exodus, um, Pharaoh, there's a whole lot of scriptures where it says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Um, it's like, why would God harden, why would God intentionally harden Pharaoh's heart? And it's not that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Actually, Pharaoh hardened his own heart, but it was the things that Father God was doing, like all the the miracles that he was doing for the uh, children of Israel, that caused Pharaoh's heart to be hardened. So it just made him more angrier and angrier and angrier. That's why many people believe, or many scholars believe, I've heard the teaching that said that uh, the people who do not accept Christ even if they want to heaven they would not enjoy it because they're of their hard heart they would not want to be there you know um, I don't know if that's true or not but that's what I heard a lot of people teach um, and not only he Pharaoh another example of someone um, with a hard heart is uh, and if really doesn't say a hard heart, but it says that his heart turned away. This is in First Kings chapter 11, verse 4. First Kings chapter 11, verse 4, it says, As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart 
was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God, as a heart uh, David, his father, had before him. You remember the scripture says that David was a man after God, God's own heart. <laughs> you know, but here we have his son who allowed his wives to turn his heart after other guys. And it says, it kind of looks like it says that he still had a heart and a way for Father God, but it was not fully devoted. And, and our Father God, He wants full diversity. He doesn't. He doesn't want half. He doesn't. He doesn't want it. He wants you to be fully committed all the way. He doesn't want one foot on this side and one foot on that side. He doesn't want one heart on this side and one heart on that side. That's called being double-minded. That makes you unstable. You know. You know. And he he doesn't want that because he wants the best. For you, it's not that he's trying to make all these things hard for us, but he wants the best for you because he's trying to prepare you. These commands is preparing you to be royalty because you have something great because he has something great that he wants you to do in the future. Um, and I'm not just talking about in this lifetime. Maybe you might be a president of a school or director of your, director of your department or company or whatever it may be, those are great, but he has something even greater than that. It says, Scripture, no eye has seen or ear has heard the things that Father God has prepared for us. Um, this, this last scripture I want to give you, and I say I want to read this whole passage, is uh, Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 4. Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 4. And again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it on a lake. And while all the people were along the shores in the water at the edge, he taught them many things by parables. And in his teachings, he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But then some came, but then the sun came up, and the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell amongst thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil, and it came up and grew and produced a crop. Some multiplying thirty, some sixty, and some one hundred times. And Jesus said to them, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone with the twelve and the others around him, and and they asked him about the parable, and he told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables. And verse twelve it says so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding, but never understanding. Otherwise, they may turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. And some people are like to see along the path. And 
when it says in verse 14, it says the farmer sows the word, the farmer is Jesus, and the word, we can think about the word as the commands, the commands of God, the laws of God, the commands, the directions of God, the light into our path, the way, the, the instructions, you know, all those types of things, but the word of Jesus. Um, and some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown, and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that has been sown in them. And others are like the seed sown in rocky places. They hear the word, and at once they receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And still others, like seeds sown among thorns, they hear the word, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And that last one, I believe that's almost what happened to um, King King um, Sol- Solomon, David's son. Um, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things came in. And it kind of almost choked the word, the commands, the laws, the instructions that he had within him. And it kind of made him unfruitful, kind of made him double-minded and unstable. And it can also happen to us. Um, in verse 20, it says, Others, like seeds sown on good soil, they hear the word, accept it, and produce crops on 30, some 60, and some 100 times. What, what, what was sown? So these are the people. They hear the word, um, and they do more than just hear the command. They do more than just hear the instructions. They what? They let Father God's heart, not Father God. They let their heart keep Father our Father's or God's commandments. That's what they do. They do the Proverbs chapter three verse. One, the very first scripture I started with, it says, My son, do not forget my teachings, but let, I'm sorry, but keep my commands in your heart. So they don't forget when tribulations and trials come, because tribulations and trials are going to come. Deception is going to come. Tests are going to come. Trials are going to come. Temptation is going to come. All that's going to come. It may be from within our own selves that it comes. It may be directly from Satan and the and the devil and the enemy himself. Either way, it's coming. And the question is, what are we going to let our heart do with every situation, every circumstance um, that we face in life? Um, maybe your mother or father treated you badly, and you want to get uh, revenge, but then you have to remember whenever that happens, it says, don't forget my law. Don't forget my commands. I'm going to hurt my command. So what are you going to do? Are you going to disrespect them back? Or are you going to honor your father and mother like it says in the word? And it seems like so opposite to what we're supposed to do or what society tells us to do. Even with... um, Recently, the, the the case where the police officer who killed, who uh, went into the the wrong apartment and shot up somebody, um, 
the the young man who got shot up his brother what 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 could he do <laughs> you know and in, in the eyes of the world you know he could have got up there and said i hate you and and all these types of things and evil things and i hope you um rot in, in a prison cell and all this kind of stuff forever he could have said all that stuff and he would have been justified in most of the people eyes of the world you know but they're not the ones <laughs> they're not the ones who uh well they may be running the world at this time but they're not the one who we're, we're going to have to face at the end they're not the determinate determining factor of our destiny um they're not the ones who we want to please we want to do whatever our father uh tells us to do for him it was that he was to forgive her and embrace her and give that young lady a hug and tell her that she needs to help her find Christ. Um, and that situation happened many times, even with the uh, gymnastics, the U.S. gymnastics team. That was a similar situation I talked about a couple of weeks ago where one of the, the victims said that to to the doctor that was supposed to be helping them, preparing for the gymnastics team, but except he was doing very mean and inappropriate thing to them and she took that as the platform and she could have been saying I hope you rot in jail and all this kind of stuff too but instead she extended forgiveness and hoped that he also accepted Christ you know which is a very it's easier it's easier to watch it it's easier to uh, see it on TV and it takes a lot of strength to do it because I've seen also many believers and Christians who um, were unable to forgive someone who had taken some, something away from them, and that does not mean they're not they're not a believer, that they're not Christians, and all this these types of things. It's just that they're not ready to yield in that way, and it's not easy. It's not hard. As many as many things in life as is not going to make it very easy to let your heart keep the commands of our Father. You know, it's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be difficult. It's not going to be the popular thing. Um, and sometimes we can't do it immediately because our heart has been so darkened by the things that, that other person might have done to us, and it's going to take a process. You know, so everybody can't forgive like that. Sometimes it might take years or something like that. Just as long as you you going on your way into that direction, because not knowing the our Father's will, it's not it's gonna. For example, not forgiving. If you don't forgive and you keep on holding on to that anger, guess what? It's a scientific fact that that actually takes away from you, takes away from life. The people who have that harbor that unforgiveness, they have heart problems and all these kind of things, stress and all those type of things. Um, scientifically proven that forgiveness, even though they don't say it or focus on it, but it's like you releasing a burden, a heavy weight, heavy spiritual weight, and that's one way or one path to uh, having not just long life, but peaceful life. Um, a good life, and I just use that forgiveness one. It's many, many, many different examples I could use about letting your heart keep your commandments. And for each of us, 
we have different situations that we face each day, different challenges that we face each day on uh, letting our heart keep the commands of God. And um, that's all we could, or I have for this evening. And uh, Dorothy, do you have anything you want to say or add to it about uh, the Proverbs chapter 3 or any of the other scriptures I mentioned? Well, I was thinking also of the scripture that those that do not love the truth do not have the love of the truth but given over to a reprobate mind. I think part of what the dichotomy of being human is is when we're hurt, we retreat. And in, that's when the hardening of the heart hurts, when we get into that retreating and the self-pity and the you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's always our choice. Maybe not made consciously, but it's our choice. And it's like you see people who cannot forgive fall into this bitterness. And not just towards God, towards everybody. That, that's, those are your crotchety people. <laughs> those who can't forgive, mm. you know, they get just get crotchety mm. and cranky. But, and and that's, you know, hardening your heart. You get crotchety. Yeah. uh, And we all, we all, like, have our heart hardened, I believe, to certain things. And and we need to let our Father God, Jesus, heal and and deliver us from those type of things, you know. We just realize that our heart is not going in the right direction to pleasing him and or we're not letting our heart do what it's supposed to do. But sometimes it's like you said, so many, so much bitterness, bitterness after years and years and years, we got to chisel, chisel it away to get deep down into it, you know. And and Father is a great example of, of how not to do that. I mean, because how many hurts does he suffer all the time? Yeah. And he doesn't become bitter towards us. I mean, he loves us. So that is that is so true, you know, because <laughs> he had to he had to give up his own own son who who did nothing wrong. But everything that we do, have done, and will continue to do, or some people, especially you, continue to do from. Mother Teresa, who everybody would think is perfect, or Billy Graham, or all the way to someone as ruthless, evil, as wicked as uh, maybe Saddam was saying, Adolf Hitler. Uh, Jesus, according to the scripture, he died for for all of them, you know, and he he loved, and they're just like you loved Adolf Hitler, and the guy says, yes, I love Adolf Hitler, equally as he loved Billy Graham, Mother Teresa. Even after he killed all all of the Jewish people, you know, God's chosen people, well, that's what Jesus came for. But it's up to us to soften our heart to that. You know, many people don't do it. Many people don't do it. And their hearts get darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. As the time goes on, like you said, and they get turned over to that bitterness and reprobation mind, you know. 
Yeah, and it's not as if we have to soften our hearts on our own. He helps us. Yes. He heals yeah. our broken heart. I mean, that's what he's here for, to heal our broken heart. So, yeah, I, I know I put an article up on the forum a couple of years ago just because it struck me um, that who could love ISIS, you know? And Father <laughs> actually loves ISIS. He doesn't like mm-hmm. what they're doing, but he loves them. And that really struck me. Yeah. It's um it's um that 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 right there is very very good and powerful, you know. I've I've seen a testimony on television about a, I think it was on a seven hundred club about a Muslim guy and they were taught or whatever or they're taught or this is what he said, at least the country and area that he was from. So they were taught as a young age that the Christians and Hebrew Jewish people were evil and they wanted to kill them. And at first they was going to be nice to you, but then after that they was going to trap you and destroy you and kill you. But then one day he ran into this pastor guy. He didn't know that he was um, a pastor at first, but he was always helping him. And then he found out that he was a Christian, but he could he couldn't believe it. And then he said, well, he kept on waiting for this pastor to kill him. <laughs> you know, but it was just like he was just taught so differently. And then just like once once they see how the people are, then it might make them want want to turn and soften salt their hearts too, you know. We don't ever know. That's why it's good for us to be like. I have plenty of friends that are, um, that are Arabic and Muslim. And many of many of my they I know they're not gonna or I don't know but they I have witnessed and told them before and they want to stay how they are right now and some of them are in their sixties and seventies and and I just I just pray for them all the time that their heart will be turned towards God you know but they're they're like regular people they go to the library like me and go to McDonald's like me which I which would be probably surprising to some people. But then you do have those extreme ones, like you're saying, and they want to blow up stuff, you know, and God loves them. Uh, he loves them as equally as he loves the other ones, and that's, that's the crazy myself. <laughs> We've done all kind of things, you know, but he, he loves us all equally, and we, we can't really unexplain it or understand it. I guess we only... Our job is only to receive it. That's like the easiest thing to do. I think that's probably why it's, it's so hard to come to Christ because people want to make things complicated. And like, is that all you have to do? Like, no, nah, that's too easy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but Jesus, he did the hard thing, <laughs> you know. He yes, did he did. Thing. And do you, ever, do you ever think about, you know, I know my mind works funny sometimes, but since we're in 2019 or whatever our lifespan has been, you know, our sins were forgiven before they were even committed in time yes. and space. That just yeah, that, boggles that, my mind. It does. It's just, it, it's like some things when I think about it, it's like, it's like my mind has reached the end to where I can understand it. And I'm like, okay, I'm just at a, Take, take take your word for it because I don't I don't understand it. And sometimes I think about like uh, this this summer, like for example, was um, 
when me and my niece, I think she was like nine years old. Anyway, we was driving to the east coast of Philadelphia from Missouri. Um, we had made it about one hour outside of uh, Missouri, and we still had 15 hours left. And she said, how far are we to get there? And I was like, well, it's going to be like 15 hours, 16 hours. This is before we left. And then she said, we had only been on the road for two hours. She said, well, are we there yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> only two hours has passed. But she didn't, I guess you, that age you don't understand what 16 hours is. And now I understand, but I think sometimes, like, we don't un- understand we're like her. <laughs> you know, we don't understand, like, what, what this forgiveness and, and what it really means that he died on the cross. I mean, we hear what he's saying, and and we can come to an understanding, but even in our full understanding, we still don't. So you died on the cross then for something I haven't even done yet? I don't I don't think guys like laughing like, Yes, I did <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, yeah, so I believe one day we will come to an understanding when we get into our glorified bodies and all that kind of stuff. We have or a better understanding at least 'cause we, even then we still he's still so incomparable. It's just be mom it'll be mind boggling then still, you know. <laughs> Well, I'd like to um, thank everyone for tuning in this evening. Uh, thank you once again, Dorothy, for having me. Um, let's remember to keep our nation in prayer. We're coming up on uh, Halloween, a very, very evil, wicked time. Stay prayed up, even though people are going to be trick-or-treating, churches are going to be having things and all that kind of stuff, too. Uh, stay prayed up because there's a lot of evil, wicked things going to be going on. And also, um, November's around election time, too. Uh, of course, we got the big election coming up pretty soon next, next year. Um, but also, be in prayer for the people who are in office, on their way out of office, and all those type of things. And not just for our nation, but like for your local mayor and your city councilman. Please, please lift them up. Left up the school districts. Um, a lot of things are going on right around the corner, not just at on DC Capitol Hill. So that's what I'm going to keep them lifting up. I'll close out in prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation, Father. Um, strengthen everyone who's listening, strengthen their bodies, Father Lord. Draw them closer towards you, draw them towards your wisdom. Your grace and mercy, and let let their heart, Father Lord, teach them, Father Lord, your commands. So their heart will keep your commands. Let them let their heart keep their commands, and let them not stop them from the stop their own heart from doing the things you would have them to do. We ask these things and many other blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Jameer, you have a blessed night. You too. You have a good, blessed night. Father, bless everyone out there. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And uh, I speak peace over you. The peace of the Lord. (laughs) In Jesus' name. (laughs)
Amen. So good night, everybody. Good night, Samir. Good night.